Mr. Pop. I'm forever blowing bubbles. Oh, I hate that song. This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix, and Mark Fine. Hello everyone, welcome to Ruck and Roll. Yes, it's the podcast that just keeps on giving. I don't know what it's giving you, but we just keep on doing it uh, week in, week out. We're, uh, we've signed in to go to Podcast Anonymous, boys. Uh, you'll be pleased to know. Welcome to Brian Mannix. Hello, Brian. Thanks, Kev. I'm doing the show from in bed today. I just it's too cold to get up, so I'm just lying in bed. Right, so you'll be Yoko Mannix for the rest of the program? I'm doing it for peace. <laughs> I'm staying in bed for peace. Yeah, for the peace, peace of your neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not burning stuff off in your backyard or chopping down trees or, or no, no, making birds make funny noises while we do this program. That might be a good thing. Hello, Mark Fine. Okay. This is the podcast with the oddcast, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I think we're going to go. We're going to go to Podcast Anonymous. It's a new organisation that's been set up. What they do is, if you feel the the urge to want to create a new podcast, they come around to your house, they fix up your garage, they put a, the three or four microphones in, a couple of pillows on the ceiling, and uh, they help you uh, facilitate your uh, your need for a podcast. God knows. Well, I'll have to set up a bed for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why you, are you feel, have you done some work or something? Are you are you tired from uh, you know a hard day's yakker type deal? Are you, Mister Mannix? No, no. I um, I had a bit of sleeping pill last night, so mm. that's sort of still kicking in a little bit. Right. And um, it's just so cold. It's just not inviting me to get out of bed yet. So I thought, rather than pace around the house, I'll just lie in bed and listen to you two guys today. It'll be good. Right. On the other hand, of course, I sprung out of bed at six this morning, put on the uh, the lycra and went for a, you know, 20K ride on my bike. Really? Uh, no. <laughs> you, you kidding? <laughs> there's, there's a couple of really, really uh, badly uh, things in there. You will never see me in lycra as long as my my rather ample backside points to the ground. That's not going to happen. And I wish a lot of other men of my age would do, would do, subscribe to that theory. And uh, you, I've got a bike in the shed, but it's not it's not connected. Is it a girl's bike, Kev? No, it's it's you with the great memory when it suits you. No, it's not a girl's bike. Thank and, you. Very and if much. your if your bottom is pointing downwards, does that mean you're going out in front of Lockie Jacinto's house for a poo job? <laughs> no, it doesn't. But there you go. We're two two and a bit minutes into the program, and you've managed to mention poo jogging. Yes, I have. Fantastic. I reckon, well I reckon you're on a retainer from somewhere about uh, about poo jogging. I reckon you definitely are getting some sort of uh, financial. Well, it's going to be in the Tokyo Olympics. We've got a. Um... <laughs> no, the Australian bloke, he's a big chance to win it. He's got chronic diarrhea, and um, they reckon he can do 100 metres poo jog. <laughs> So I'm looking uh, forward to that. Yeah, and the old stay in your lane thing will be – never will it be more prevalent than in the 100-metre boot job. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> uh, and there'll be no braking at the uh, the starter's blocks either. So no, but there'll be a few skid marks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, what have you been up to this week, Finey, well, apart from obviously watching an enormous amount of football, I would assume? 
They always do that. But um, I guess the highlight of the week came about 20 minutes ago. What happened? I became a great uncle for the first time, but more importantly, my mother became a great grandmother for the first time. Oh, that's that's kind of fraught with uh, all sorts of insecurities. Yeah, for me. <laughs> um, yeah, my nephew Daniel and his partner Courtney had a baby boy, which is very exciting. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah. Have you got a name? Uh, no, well, it was 20 minutes ago, so I, I didn't even think of asking. Yeah. See, that's where blokes, blokes, we just don't get it. The first thing... Uh, my wife does when I when I give her news like that. If I said, you know, we've uh, someone in the family said about that would be the first thing about what's the name. I go, oh, I don't know. Well, why did how come? How can you not know? How can you? Why didn't you ask that? Why don't blokes ask those questions? Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> 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 they just couldn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's in a hundred meter poo jog, then then. And now we're <laughs> then we're up for it. It's <laughs> little little crappy. There he is. Quite sad. Hey, uh, Brian, I'm I'm with you on a – just looking at some stuff on the weekend and I actually got a little annoyed um, because I saw um, some stories about some musos and some live gigs and stuff where they're not allowed to have as many people as you are. at the uh, This thing where sporting events are able to have, you know, four million people and, and live music events and pubs and gigs and all that stuff aren't allowed to have hardly any, I, I just – the logic behind that I don't get. No. Yeah, it's still, it's still really quick for me. Um, I don't really start. I've got one gig in May. So I've got about two in June, and I don't really sort of start doing anything till July. So um, yeah, you know, so there's no job paper, so it's just you know a bit of a drain on the finances for the next couple of months. And I felt sorry for the answer. You know, they had five thousand at the march, and you got eighty five thousand at the footy. It didn't make and sense, did it? And the is the footy, you can't use cash anymore. I uh, went to so the footy go, on the weekend. Yeah, no, you, it's all, it's all, everything's card, everything's on your phone. Yeah, but if you don't have cash or a card, uh, if you've just got cash, then you don't see the lady in the orange jacket over there and she'll get you a voucher. So you pay 50 bucks for the voucher and you spend 35 bucks on drinks. Yeah. And then they don't have any, any change to give you. Yeah. <laughs> got to keep oh, using, ruin. yeah. Got to keep using the voucher. Now it's funny because everything ticketing to get in—that's uh, the first live game I've been to uh, was was last weekend because of uh, obviously working on sad days. But yeah, everything's done on your phone. Getting in the car park's done on your phone. Getting in the ground is done on your phone. Almost everything you do is done on your phone. No wonder we're so bloody uh, slaves to the phone. Oh, the government will love it if we don't use cash because they know where every cent of our money's gone. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't eat. Or, or have a drink at uh, any of the establishments at, uh, at Marvel Stadium on uh, on Sunday, but uh, I didn't see everyone was using that. You was at the checkouts with their their phones, basically. Well, I normally check into the little brothel they have there, but um, <laughs> without cash, I had to go without an Asian. Dwarf. Oh, it's a dreadful situation for you, Brian. No wonder you're in bed all cuddled up and and uh, wow. in the fetal position. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All right. By comparison, we, we lead very, very normal lives, Mark Fine, don't we? By comparison to a rock star 
<laughs> position in bed, I do. Um, isn't it weird going to Marvel Stadium? The way it's all built up in there, you know, you'll feel like you're just going to somebody at a motel. It is a bit. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is a bit like that. I don't know what the purpose. Can you tell me what the purpose of the boot check is when you go in the car park? When you go in the car park at Marvel, they check your boot. Now I've got a, I've got one of those cars. My Holden Equinox. You can see inside every panel in the car. You don't really need to open the boot, but they. There's a necessity for him to open the boot uh, to check, and all I've got in there is a bag of clothes that's got to go into a one of those a charity dead bins. Body. No, it's not a dead body at all. It's just clothes for a charity bin. Or oh, I don't think there's a dead body in there. Um, you put a dead body in the charity bin. Somebody <laughs> might find a use for it. Oh, oh don't. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm still yet to work out what the uh, the why they check your boot because. Uh, what what's in your in the in the boot of your car, Fanny? What is in there currently? Do you know? Yeah, well, I've got a, a sort of a um, one of those big black plastic boxes with a lid with some car cleaning products. Right. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. I would have probably a couple of t-shirts. Um, what a quick change of clothes, or do you wash the car with those t-shirts? No, no, just just uh, t-shirts. But I've, you know, I've always got some clothes in the back there. I've got an empty petrol can and um, and that's where we keep our, our, all our sex toys. So other than that. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, so that now see now I understand why the bloke wants to look in the in the boot of everyone's car. He's he's well He's in, in my boot, I've just got um, some facial pantyhose. What? A shotgun. <laughs> or a pantyhose you put over your face. Yes. A shotgun, some handcuffs, and, um, you know, that's about it. Right. So no big deal. So just another shopping spree at Sexyland? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, because they're because, – all right, let's just say they're looking for explosives, okay? Yep. Well, so an empty Brian petrol goes, can is an absolute, absolute Monty, isn't it? Well, what do you do if you run out of petrol? Um, yeah, all right. So let's say they're looking for explosives. Mm. And I've got the neighbour's wife naked and bound up in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> in the boot. So I've got her naked, bound in the boot. I've got, um, you know, I've got sort of... Um, Seventeen marijuana plants. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and a petrol can, and they go, "No, you can't bring that in." The petrol can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 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 I hope she's got a ticket on her phone because so she'll need to pay to get in. You can't just smuggle her in through the boot. It's all right in the car park, but not when you go through the tra- turnstiles. Well, it better be on her phone because she's clearly got no pocket. <laughs> Oh. Well, actually, oh, oh no, don't go there. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, uh, right, so then we've we've established that. Now, I want to ask you about a couple of things. Um, the, right. the the Olympic Games, finally, uh, we're being yeah. told that they'll definitely go ahead, regardless of what the COVID situation is in the rest of the world. Apparently, we've the Olympics will be going ahead. 
Why? Well, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a petition that's already, this is last week, hundreds of thousands, probably up to millions of Japanese are signing the petition not to have it. Yep. Um, no crowds. No cheering. Yeah, I just don't understand why it's imperative to have it. Well, I'll tell got, you why. It's got to be corporate. The West Coast Eagles fighting. Yeah, they're here to tell you why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, it, it has to be corporately. There has to be an enormous corporation of some description that's going to fall over if, if the Olympic Games aren't held. Yeah, I mean, look, I've, as I sort of mentioned a few weeks back, I've got a friend of mine whose daughter's in it. And that's right. So I'm sort of hoping, you know, because especially in her event, you, you just can't be good for like eight years. This really is her time. Yeah. Commonwealth Games gold medalist, given a genuine chance because she's improved. Um, so it's pretty cruel. But it's a country that, well, it's actually hosted by a city. So if Tokyo doesn't want it, if there's no crowds allowed, I just don't, the imperative to have it. I, I don't get it. No, I don't get it either. And, and when you see, when you talk, because uh, I've in reading the stuff that I've been reading about, I've been thinking, okay, so it's obviously it's it's got to be money driven for it to to have to go on. Then I look at what's happened in the IPL in the last two or three weeks, and if that isn't the uh, among the biggest sporting events on the calendar now in terms of the money it generates, I don't know what is. And it's fallen yeah. over because of COVID. So I just can't see where the Olympic Games is, is going to – and the IPL, my God, I had no idea the amount of money we're talking about. $10 million for each game the the uh, the broadcasters pay. So yep. per, per yep. game it's $10 bucks they pay for that. So they've lost 31 games. So yep. more, more than $300 million has gone out the door just in the broadcast rights. It's huge, wow. isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, so, and, and the other thing is, look, Australia's got pretty tight quarantine laws, so I guess all the competitors will have to quarantine on the way back, etc. But we've seen that this thing spreads from country to country, and it is, you know, this virus is like a, a mess into dried tinder that only needs a few people we can start up again and just completely go berserk. So I don't see why the world needs to gather in one spot. Well, I just don't think, that's, only, I don't think that's possible now. The only thing about Tokyo is that it's, it's had many battles with Godzilla and so therefore <laughs> it's used to working under stress. Like I think if it was, London, they don't have monsters like Tokyo does. Yep. So I think that they're used to it. There's many attacks of Mothra, Godzilla, um, you know, a lot of those Japanese monsters. Yep. Have, have you read the statement, Brian? Huh? Have you read the official statement? No, I haven't. Yeah, it came out that three weeks ago. And they said what? That Godzilla... On behalf of his family, this is Godzilla and yeah, his three kids. Because of COVID, they will not be um, they will not be appearing and coming out of Tokyo Harbour 
during the Olympics. It's too dangerous. They're, they're, <laughs> they're playing many fathoms under the sea. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. Yeah, no. I thought he was the mascot for the uh, Tokyo Olympics. So this um, is, you know, no. things are really going astray. No, I mean, a lot of people think it was driven by his wife. <laughs> oh, she's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla is under the uh, under the claw of it, as they say. <laughs> you know, who, who, who really who really does wear the green frilly neck leather in that family? <laughs> well, I, I I think it's um, definitely Mrs. Godzilla or yeah. Godzilla. I think they call her, but um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I didn't say it's wrong to talk completely. Actually, you know, Godzilla is the uh, the mascot for the Tokyo Olympics, isn't it? It's an entirely stupid yeah. marketing idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Even Mothra. <laughs> it's not an entirely stupid marketing idea at all. Actually, has no, uh, Godzilla would have been good. Has, has a lot of merit. <laughs> now, you, have you, now, listen, Mr. Mannix, have you gone underneath the doona or something? Because you're sounding all muffled like you're under the pillow or someone's actually oh, yeah. someone's actually putting well, the pillow over your face. Yeah, well, that could be. No, my, my hey, head's hey, hey, my hey, You're not going to touch oven, me and Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me. Uh, is that better, Kev? Yes, that's much better. Uh, I might be trying to slip under the doona. Yeah, well, don't be slipping under the doona. We don't want to see you disappear like Stuart McGill. Oh, yeah, what happened to Stewie's? He got kidnapped. Now, did you do Apprentice? Did you do Celebrity Apprentice with him? No, oh. I did. No, he did show up to one of the events and we spoke to him and he sort of became a guest for our one of our events. So I, I did meet him and seemed like a lovely bloke. Worth kidnapping. <laughs> so you, so he was he was at your event of his own free will. He's not a serial kidnapper. You didn't. He had no, some, somebody somebody knew him, and we didn't kidnap him. Right. We rang him up. We lured him there. Oh, did and you? Then, and then when we got there, we got him there. We said, "Give us one hundred and fifty grand. You owe us for drugs or something." <laughs> I don't know. Goodness me! Isn't that one of the more bizarre stories that you've uh, you've heard in the last few years? What well, well, is it drug related or something? I sort of saw a headline. I, I, I've seen headlines, and I have. I must admit, I haven't followed the story to the end. But there were implications that that was uh, that was what the problem was. That there was some sort mm. of association, and some money went missing, and uh, they were searching for their money and their goods, and uh, and he got caught in the middle of it. Yeah. You know, he should go and see Bomber Thompson and make a tape. That's the better way to go. All right. Now, Brian, I wanted to ask you, did you see the Herald Sun's 35 Australian songs that have to be uh, – have you seen that list yet? No. We might go into that in more detail next week. The 35 Australian songs that changed the course of history in music in this country. Or how many have I got in there? That's six? None. None? None. Oh, you are joking me. I suppose Kylie's got one in. Actually, I don't remember seeing Kylie's uh, Kylie song in there. What Kylie? Oh, oh, no, have on. to have no, one. Sorry, there was a Kylie song in there. The one that she did where Merv was in the film clip. I can't get you out of my head. That one was in there. La, 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 la. Uh, yeah. Right, eh? That's it. That yeah, she, did, she didn't write it. 
I haven't got the list in front of me. I meant to print it out and I forgot. And as soon as I mentioned it, I went to look for the list and realised I hadn't printed it out. What, what about Gentleman Lace by Marty Lowe? Did that get a look in? No. Controversially, It and I Want to Make You My Lady by Mark Holden missed out. Ah, yeah. And so did the ferrets. The ferrets don't fall in love wasn't in there, which is kind of no, weird. No, what about Pussyfoot, Unana Higher? No, no Pussyfoot. No. Gee, we're a pretty crappy list. Yeah, yeah, it's a list with a lot of holes in it. I got a, um, I got an SMS from Billy Miller during the game on Saturday. Oh, he loves his throats. Yeah, fair to say he doesn't love Mason Wood. This. <laughs> uh, now there's a the, the, there's been a lot of talk about you know the people getting the draft wrong and getting the trades wrong. You get to make a major mistake there, Fanny, with Mason Wood. Oh no, he got picked up after the trades, after the draft. After he was like a post, yeah, because we had two spots left on our list. Okay, so just, almost a supplementary kind of player. Yeah, yeah, we didn't trade anything for him or give anything or even use the draft pick on him. Okay. All right. It wasn't like getting Richard Chandling instead of Buddy Franklin. Correct. That's the right. Which brings us to the footy tips, boys, and, uh, oh. and, the, and the football world in general. And can I just say, what an amazing uh, – Shane Crawford, did you see the story about what he's been doing um, this year with the Ardmona Footy Club? Is that the poo jogging thing? It's not a poo jogging. Nothing to do with poo jogging. Um, Sorry. Uh, Ardmona is a pretty sort of notorious football club. Go on, Fanny. Well, they they are notorious. I I saw that they got their first win for Yonkers. 2,121 days. Yeah. But they had a very controversial sort of full forward for many years. He was a bit of a local legend up in that area. So Ardmain is obviously near Shepparton. Yep. And I don't know if you know, but there was always historically a very big Albanian community around there. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, they sort of came to pick the fruit, I yep. think. Yep, yep. Yeah, a lot of a lot of albinos up there, yes. <laughs> um, and, like, that's where the Uzos are from. Ah, uh, yeah, it is too. Yeah, it is too. Shepparton, they are. So they were a big football family, and the other big football family were the Meeker family, M-E-K-A. Perry Meeker, and, I know, was coaching at St Albans a couple of years back. Well, Perry Meeker was the controversial full forward from Ah, oh, okay. He was a bit shy of the uh, Albinos. He's Meeker anyway. Mm, okay. Uh. <laughs> back under the covers, you. <laughs> Get back under the doona again. Uh, oh, so Perry was yeah. the full forward there. Now, he, he kicked a lot of goals. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, he got suspended a bit. Yeah, he got suspended a uh, lot. Yeah, there was a, a point there where clubs didn't want to play against that, mate. So, uh, yeah, well, I thought that, I got a win. Well, that, the, that might be why they weren't winning any games because no one was playing against them. <laughs> They, yeah. That kind of ruins the fairy tale story that we were, <laughs> that well, we were they, writing. They, they celebrated with a can of peaches. So yeah, as you, as you would. In our bonus, it's the only way to go. Have a couple of titties here, I'll have the pineapple. You have the peaches, yes. I'll have the pears. Yep. It's the one. 
Now the other, uh, the other, the big footy news, of course, is the the Richmond situation, uh, both on and off the field. Finally, your thoughts on where Richmond are at at the minute? Is this just one of those things that unfortunately happens in the in the real world um, to uh, young Rioli and Bolton? What happened to them? They were out at a nightclub on the weekend uh, celebrating uh, Daniel Rioli's girlfriend's birthday. Some uh, some bloke said something, uh, and uh, according to the story as I've read it, um, and uh, uh, said something inappropriate and touched Daniel Rioli's girlfriend. He reacted. He finished up getting hit, uh, Daniel Rioli, which has, I think, uh, opened him up underneath his eye and he's got a couple of stitches. Shy then mm. stepped in and, uh, and was helping his mate out and... Uh, hit the bloke and broke his hand in the process, went into, I think, had surgery this morning or last night and will be out for three or four weeks. The club is not sanctioning either of the two players. Is, uh, is this because it was Spidey's buck's turn again? Spidey's <laughs> <laughs> just ripped in on. Yes. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't Spidey's buck's turn. Uh, right. So, uh, yeah, so that's that's the story. Now, on the field, of course, they um, they got they – got, uh, they copped a hiding of their own on Friday night. Yeah, they got thrashed. Did. And, of course, the problem for them is that they've got a midfield that's already got no Lambert, no Coxton, no Prestia. Edwards got injured. And, unfortunately, without Bolton, it's going to make things very tough for them. So, yes. yeah. So, you know, I'm sort of... Resistant to comment on the incident. Obviously, the club sort of ticked off on it. Um, I feel, well, you know, nightclubs, footballers nowadays, really? Nah. Yeah, look, I agree. From the outside, I agree. And and Brendan Gull this morning has said, um, we can't put old heads on an old head on young shoulders, and uh, we just need people to understand to walk away. And th- that would have been the the obvious, the best um, ending to it. But uh, I think it's a, I think it's a cruel world when you can't go out anywhere without being, you know, not maybe not taunted is not the right word, but certainly uh, grabbing your share of, more than your share of attention when you're out and about with your friends be it at a nightclub or a restaurant or wherever it is. Uh, it's a very invasive world that they live in now, and I'm not sure that I'd be terribly comfortable with people coming up. I mean, you, you've you had it, Brian, with people coming up to you when you're at a restaurant yeah. eating and all that sort of stuff. It's very invasive. It's very in your face. You don't get a lot of me time, do you, when you're out? Um, look, there's a, there's a good level of fame and there's a bad level of fame. Um, I have a good level now because most people just sort of want to say hi and they're good to me. But back in the 80s, everywhere I'd go, I'd get called a pofter and people would want to spill their drinks on me or, you know, rough me up and that. And so, you, yeah, you just get to the feral stuff. This, I'm not going to go out. Yep. Um, you know, unless Ron Barassi's around to tackle whoever yeah. is yeah. harassing me. But, yeah, no, it can, it can be um, terrible. It's not for me now. I've get people just sort of waving, g'day, how are you? Yeah, g'day, mate, how are you? So it's, it's, I've got a, a, a very comfortable level of fame, but um, if it gets too big, people can resent you and, you know, their claim to fame will be that they punched you in the face or spilt a drink over you or called you a dickhead and, yeah. you know, then they've got something to go and tell their friends about. Yeah, uh, which is sad. 
It's sad that you can't yeah. go out there. I, I mean, uh, I, I sort of understand. And the first thing, I, I guess the first thing a lot of us say, well, what the hell are they doing at a nightclub? Well, then, you know, in many ways, what the hell are they not allowed to be at a nightclub or a restaurant or wherever? And, like, my daughter's friend went out with um, Sam Lonigan, used to play for the Bombers. Yep. And, and it is tough for the girls because the guys can't drink. They can't really do anything. They've got to watch what they eat. So, you know, going out with a footballer can be quite boring for the girl. So, you know, she might say, can we just at least go to a nightclub tonight or yeah. something? So, yeah, it's, um, I feel for them getting paid more than double what a brain surgeon gets. Yeah, well, sometimes, <laughs> some, sometimes the the money. Certainly not the, the money isn't everything. Uh, the funny thing yeah. for me is I wouldn't know half of them if they jumped up in my cereal uh, in terms of seeing them out of their football gear. Um, I know you watch a lot. You watch a lot more footy than I do, and Brian does. Funny when they're in their civvies and they walk past you. Do you know who they all are, or you like most of us sort of go, "Who is that? He's he's young and athletic looking. Is he a footballer?" Yeah. It's sort of, I'll tell you this, you know, look, obviously, well, imagine being out and, you know, a couple of Gold Coast players turned up or whatever, you know, just on the fringe of selection. I wouldn't know who they are, of course not. <laughs> um, but it was funny. I was just prior to the season, out with Roko, Rowan Connolly, just in, uh, in Albert Park. But- you, Sort of, there's a sort of athletic look, you know, very fit, lean but strong. Yep. That is an AFL footballer. And so a bloke caught my attention, and then immediately I knew who it was. So, you know, straight away. And he actually, it's funny because the cafe we were in, because there's cafes next to cafes, he was sitting at the a table in the next cafe, but actually right next to us. Yep. And I said to Rowan, do you know who that is? And he said, no. And he hasn't lived it down since. It was obviously a Bombers player, I would assume. Yeah, it was Sam Draper. Oh, really? Oh. Okay. Because he's got a pretty unique haircut. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> um, he'd removed his mullet. Ah. Ah, there you go. He wasn't mulleted. You know, it was prior to the season. Travelling incognito. Um, sort of. Yeah. You want to hear something really funny? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge rap for um, Dan Draper is our own, as, as am I. Pity he got injured. But yeah. by the end of last season, he wasn't that keen on Tom Bell Chambers. Oh, really? Another run of the winning Yeah, a big boy. Um, so we sort of got. Had a bit of a chat about Bill Chambers and Draper, had a bit of a laugh, not with Draper. Um, then we said our goodbyes. Rowan went to his car, I went to my car. And as Rowan's walking to his car, I could see him across the road. Who walked straight past him? Tom Bell Chambers. Yes, yes, he is a big lump of a boy. He's young Tom Bell yeah. Chambers. All right, now last week, uh, let's have a look at these tips. Well, Richmond did us all in because we all went for Richmond. Yeah. 
couple out of the box. Uh, unfortunately, Brian, you went for the Bombers again, which brought you undone. Hang on. What, what, what brought me undone was those bloody umpires in Sydney again. <laughs> they are bullshit, those Sydney umpires. They are just crap. <laughs> and I'm sick to death. They've now won four or five games off their own boot this year, and they're in the top eight. But no, the umpiring is just absolutely appalling this year. Spoken, like a, true, spoken like a true Bombers supporter. Well, yeah, well, are you complaining about that? non-decision with Hooker at the end of the game. Um, I'm complaining about, yeah, I don't know what I'm complaining about. I can't remember <laughs> the actual incidents, but I was going, Jesus, this is just crap. Some of the, you know, we got done for contesting the ball. It's like what you're supposed to do. Mm. Um, no, I'm, I, and it's not just Essendon games. I think, um, you know, uh, the Carlton Bulldogs game, I think the umpiring in that was pretty poor. Um, and they just seemed to be getting too sucked in by the home crowd. Yeah. There was especially, play, especially playing your Sydney team, I think, you know, they got a two or three goal advantage on you because so is, of the umpires. So is your tip for the uh, the football punter that uh, if, uh, if the Giants or Sydney are playing in Sydney, get on them? That's exactly right. Because... The, especially the Swans, um, the umpires will find a way to get them across oh, the line. They will. I, oh, yeah. I don't think that's the case. I, oh, don't, well, I don't think that's the case at all. I, no, I no, when, there were some, some howlers on the weekend, I admit. When you've got a game that's you know determined by you know six points or nine points, inevitably – it's some crook umpiring that's decided the game. It's just it just fifty meters is too far a penalty, and it's just just get out of the game and let it play a bit. I don't know. I'm not happy now. As a former umpire, Fanny, what do you say to those comments? Those uh, you know uh, very harsh and personal, personally pointed comments towards the umpiring fraternity. <laughs> uh, look. Those umpires have got a great deal of personal pride. They want to make the finals. They want to further their careers. But umpires have always been susceptible to, and I'll say they all suffer from this, you know, a strong crowd one way or the other. Yeah. They call it, you know, something the um, something of affirmation or whatever That's it is. That's right, yeah. They've well, got a name well you that. said it the other week, you know, you, get, you make a decision and 40,000 people cheer you. You go, oh, that's all right. And you make another decision and 40,000 people boo at you. Subconsciously, I think you're just sort of going to, you know, go for the the cheering thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have to work against it. But, yeah, 40,000 people cheer, you sort of think, oh, I got that one pretty right then. Yeah. 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 Or you sort of have to really work against saying, well, we're all out here in front of an audience. I want to keep the audience happy. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but the good ones can shut it out. Well, I still think I'm, I'm, I'm more worried about that very, a very dangerous game that Essendon seems to be playing at the moment. What's that? Well, I saw their forward line on the weekend. 
they've already got Hooker and Cox in there, and if they put in, if they start going down that track, <laughs> I, I won't let my boss them. <laughs> I'll be sponsored. Yeah, they'll have your sponsor, Brian. They'll have Sexy Land sponsoring them. Well, Sexy Land and get Happy Hooker down there and big, big yeah, uh, yeah, down right, there. Okay, fine, right. But, um, but I was talking to somebody else about this umpiring thing. Right. And I'm saying, you know, it's almost like they really look after Sydney because we need Sydney to be a national competition. And then I said to somebody, I said, do you reckon Storm get a pretty good go from the umpires? Because, you know, NRL needs Storm to do well for it to be a national competition. And the person I spoke to said, oh, definitely. What? Which surprised me. Yeah. They think Storm gets a really good go with the umpires. I, oh, well, there, there was a school of thought that reckoned that Cameron Smith, when he was playing up until uh, this season, was you know sort of the th- the third umpire on the ground because he used to run the play. But I don't, think, I don't think they get a. Mind you, they are. I have to say, they are an exceptionally good side to watch. Um, they oh, are just they are de- they are demolishing teams. That fifty nil. Win on the weekend could easily have been sixty if Cameron Munster had been able to kick straight, but um, she was. They were they're they're awesome. Now, yeah. the, the tips from last week, Brian, you got five. Yeah, right. Finally, you got seven, oh. and I got six. Oh. So there you go. So the uh, the tally after uh, round eight is finally's on top with forty seven. I'm on forty five, and Brian, you're bringing up the rear on thirty eight. Yeah. So thirty eight. Thirty eight. So the first game uh, this week is, uh, oh, geez, this is a, a biggie for you, Finey. The Saints taking on the Cats at Marvel Stadium on Friday night. How are you feeling? I'm feeling like it's a long win. I'm pretty sure of that. Mm-hmm. You know, they really they really look good on the weekend, didn't they? They were beating Richmond. I mean, that forward line, Cameron Swallowed him perfectly. So, yeah, that's fine. Yep, okay. Uh, Brian? Well, declare Donald Trump. When you're famous, you can just go up and grab him by the pussy. Oh. So I'll go for the pussy. Oh, thank you very much. All right, I'm going to catch as well. Uh, St Kilda, I will be – I actually, no, I'm, no, I will be surprised if St Kilda win that. I'll be very surprised. Um, yeah. The Swans are playing in Sydney, Brian, at the SCG. Uh, uh. Against Collingwood, against Collingwood, Brian. Oh, Collingwood don't stand a chance. Right. The Swans and their umpires will smash Collingwood. Okay, so I'll just put down a U for umpires to win that one. U for umpires, yes. Right. What about, what about you, Finey? You going Swans? Well, yeah, don't look, look at the pies. Yeah. No, don't think the pies are going to be uh, saluting anytime soon. Oh, here's one for the ages at um, Utah Stadium, uh, as in Utah's Stadium. Uh, Hawthorne are taking on North Melbourne. Finey? A lot of people think North Melbourne are a little chancy. You know what? Hawthorne have had a couple of terrible losses, and if they look at the fixture, there's not much good news on the horizon. I reckon they're going to make link meet of North Melbourne. Yep. Brian? Yeah, I picked North Melbourne last week. They let me down, so um, we'll jump on the Hawks who let me down most weeks too. I see where North Melbourne only had 17 players on the ground in their VFL side on the weekend, such as their injury time. They've lost another couple. I don't think they stand a chance. Um, I, don't right. think, I don't think it's going to matter where it's played. Uh, the Gold Coast Suns take on the Brisbane Lions. Oh, yeah. 
Just on that, I love that. 17 on the ground, we ran out of players. Kevin, mm-hmm. you played a bit of cricket. Did you ever play like juniors or low-grade cricket where a team was short and you have to provide a field? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did on a number of occasions. Yeah. So, you know, I captained my junior teams, under 12, under 14, under 16. And a couple of times, we, you know, a few times we had to provide a field to them. And I'd always say, go out there, field as well as you can, but do not take any catches. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you take a catch, you won't. Yeah, I had a teammate once, so the ball got hit up to him. And he just sort of instinctively caught it. And as he caught it, he just threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the opposition said, well, you caught it first, you know, the guy's out. And he goes, no, 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 it's four runs. I threw it out. Those were the days, weren't they? Uh, yep. yep. God, sport was so much in it, more innocent in those days anyway. Uh, yep. Gold Coast Suns take on the Brisbane Lions. Metricon Stadium, Saturday afternoon. Uh, you'd, uh, we'd all be going the Lions, wouldn't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah they call that the Q clash. That's right, yeah. It's just ridiculous. I mean, they both play in Queensland. What's Q got to do with yeah, it? Exactly. How about the Baldwin clash or the Temple Stone clash? Oh, it's the Far Q clash, actually. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Richmond take on the Giants at Marvel Stadium on Saturday night. Richmond without now Bolton, uh, so he's he's joined their injury list. And the Giants starting to uh, find a little bit of form, even though one of their – they've got a suspension. I think Finlayson's out for that idiotic uh, thing that he did. Um, oh, yeah, elbow Zach there in the back of the neck, yeah. Idiotic. That was, that was just – that was the mo- one of the most senseless things I've seen. You just could not work out for their life you in the run of play why he did it. And there was a thing where Archie Perkins got absolutely clobbered and he didn't hit a free kick. Yeah, I didn't see that. I did uh, see I did see um, Jared Healy uh, highlight someone dropping their knees into the middle of a player's back who was on the ground trying to get the footy, which I, I thought was worthy of mention, but uh, didn't get, didn't rate a mention in the uh, in the review of the game for some strange. Well, the reason. big one that I said at the start was right at the end of the game. Those two blokes all over Hooker, which is either a free kick or 145 bucks an hour. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Richmond and Giants, who are you going for, uh, Mr Mannix? Richmond or the Giants at the yeah, at Marvel it, Stadium? Uh, no, I'm dirty on the Giants. I'll go up to the Tigers. Tigers, finey. Yeah. Tough one, this one. Yeah, there's been temptation to pick the Giants, but no, Richmond for mine. They still, you know... They're not going to turn their toes up, and they did lose last week. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yes, they did, but I think they're going to beat Richmond. I think Richmond are in a bit of trouble. Uh, Port Adelaide take on the Western Bulldogs. I beg your pardon? Are you going to join? Yeah. Oh, my. Mm, yes, I am. I am going to the Giants. Uh, Port Adelaide and Western Bulldogs. I'm going to the Western Bulldogs, but this is the toughest game the doggies have had uh, for a little while. Uh, oh, well, for two weeks, I suppose. Um Seeing they lost to Richmond, uh, not last week, the week before. Uh, going to be a tough one to beat Port Adelaide over there. I think they're they're a good side when they want to be. Uh, Mr Fine? Yeah, just before I give my tip, you know, that huge petition, signed by hundreds of thousands apparently again, but, you know, they want to be able to wear their prison bars and all these 
you know, the Port supporter saying, we want to see the prison bars. Well, three quarters of them only need to go visit their families. <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. Uh, are you picking them to beat the doggies? Yep. yep. Are you picking them to beat the doggies, Brian? No, Ken. I'm thinking the doggies will be valiant and will be winning the game. But in the last quarter, the umpires will bring it home for Port Adelaide. Oh, right. Okay. So. Because it's a home crowd thing. It's just, no, you get lobbed over there too. Okay. Hang on. Brian, are you, therefore, as steadfast in your belief that interstate teams get robbed over here? <laughs> I don't care about that, Barney. Um, <laughs> it really doesn't bother me. But, but, but no, if you're playing, um, say, Essendon, Collingwood or Essendon Carlton, you've got 50%. No, I'll talk about Essendon versus uh, Fremantle. Or Fremantle. Well, I don't know about the point. I wouldn't think so, Kevin. I wouldn't think so, Mark. I think that um, <laughs> in Victoria, we'd be all, you know, up and, you know, forth yeah. with our yeah. decisions. Yes, yes, never. That happens. No, nothing happened in Victoria. It's just those dirty interstate clubs cheating. Which brings us, to, which brings us to another, the Essendon Fremantle game. Happened in Victoria, Brian, and Essendon won because of that. Essendon, and you would be the first person, and Essendon would agree to hand the points to Gold Coast. It wouldn't be right. Yeah. What? What, what, what happened with Gold Coast? I'm saying if you beat them. Because of a hometown decision, you wouldn't accept those four points, would you? No, not at all. I mm. mean, so it's like, so let's share them. There's enough points for everybody. Mm. <laughs> right. Hey, Essendon does not have enough points to share around. No, it's very no, true. No, we don't. Uh, will they get no. four, Will they get four on Sunday when they take on Fremantle? I imagine you're tipping them, uh, Brian. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll. Bring our umpires along to this one, and um, we should get across the line. Mind you, Fremantle are flying in from the Gold Coast, so they're almost a you know a, a bi-coastal uh, team. Who are you tipping, Finey? I'll tip the bi team. The bi team, bi-coastal, whatever they are, bi. Uh, oh, you're going to go for Freo? Yeah. Okay. I'm going Essendon. I think they'll win. I'm not convinced Essendon are a very good side, but I think they'll win that. Melbourne and Carlton at the MCG on Sunday afternoon. Will the D's lose their first game, Finey? Nope. Tipping Melbourne. You're not tipping Melbourne? I am. I'm tipping Melbourne. Oh, I don't think they'll lose. Yeah, no, me too. Carlton Carlton were good against the Doggies for three quarters, but then uh, petered out in the end. Brian, who are you going for? Ah, oh, look, mate, as much as I don't like Melbourne, I dislike my Carlton, mate, even more. So I'll be um, going to Melbourne. I know. West Coast Eagles play Adelaide. Final game of the weekend uh, over in Perth, Optus Stadium. West Coast Eagles all round? Yes, thanks. Ridiculous question. Yeah, thank you. I'm very good at those funny, ridiculous questions. And, and we're moving now to the week we didn't get to last week with Chart Attack. It is uh, the 2nd of October, 1988. What a right. wonderful bunch of songs. I'm just perusing this now for the first time. I didn't look at it during the week. 
Uh, give me a number, Mr. Fine, and uh, you can then sing the song for us. Number 18. Number 18 with a bullet. Remember that song? Good song, 18 with a bullet. Oh, what a lovely song this is. 15th week in the chart, probably one of their best songs ever. Crowded House, Better Be Home Soon. Mm. What a lovely a song. song. I love that yeah. song. Don't you like that song, Brian? Yeah, I do. I think it's one of their best. Yeah, I think that's a terrific song, that one. All right, to give me your number, Brian. Well, I was just waiting for Fidey's comment on it. It's his number and he said nothing. He said it, he it's, it's a, a good song. Oh, right. great song. A terrible sentiment. I hate the, the title because my wife says it a lot. You <laughs> <laughs> better I be like home soon. Yeah. Normally yeah. when you're on the end of the phone too, you better be home soon. Yep, correct. And, and you know, he's, he's quite threatening with that too because he says, you know, if you're not home soon, well, I can start again. You can depend on that. Mm. So he's just going to go and grab another chick if she doesn't get home soon. He's, he's that bad at the end of his tether. There you go. I thought it was about, I thought it was about somebody living in the mobile home. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. What do you? What number you got for me, Mister Mannix? Seventeen. Oh, the one above it. Oh, well, you'll love this. You'll and I reckon you can sing this one. All right. It's a. It's an Aussie. Another All Aussie. Right. Number seventeen. Eighty. Ready? Ready? Here's Brian Mannix. Right. Brian Mannix singing his version of Daryl Braithwaite's As the Days Go By. As the days go by, get a little hornier. I think it's closer to you. <laughs> I think it's the actual lyric. Well, <laughs> hornier, closer to you, one thing leads to another. Yeah, okay, all the same. All in the same ballpark, I suppose. Uh, all right. Ballpark. <laughs> uh, okay, now I'm going to pick number 21. 20, not 22, 21. 21. Uh, here we go. It is, oh, uh, really? Good song, but it's been picked up and destroyed by um, a football organisation. And, in fact, I'll have to put up with this this weekend a lot. Number 21. Yeah, by NXS. Which is uh, which has become great. the sort of Port Adelaide uh, supporters theme song. Yeah, you don't like it, Finey? No. Why have they got Never Tear Us Apart as their sort of you know spiritual song? Is it? You'll never tear them apart till they're top, top, top. <laughs> <laughs> you'll never tear them apart until the flag is there to the taking. <laughs> That's when you can tear them apart. <laughs> it's weird. It is weird. Is it? Is it? I mean, is it just because it's a good song? Um, which I must admit, they kill. But uh, it's one of those kind of ritualistic crowd songs, like the, the victory, uh, the Melbourne Victory sing "Stand by Me" before the game starts, and a few other soccer teams do similar sort of thing, like the trying to find the um, the Liverpool "You'll Never Walk Alone" type thing. I guess is what they're trying to do with it. Yeah, the only good one of them is my team, West Ham. What? You know, West Ham, we have our song. It's an amazing song. What's the West Ham song? I don't know it. I'm Forever Blowing Bubble. It's over 100 years old. It's not a celebration song. It's a song of constant misery. It goes, I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles. Pretty bubbles in the air. 
They fly so high, never reach the sky. Just like my dreams, they fade and die. Ooh. You know, it's about it's about living in the East End, how tough it is and how, you know, Falkson's always hiding. No, You've got that. You've got that all wrong, Bonnie. It's about Michael Jackson's chimpanzee. <laughs> oh, yeah, bubble. <laughs> Forever blowing bubbles. Yeah. Stop it, Mannix. <laughs> yeah, so it's a song of, of eternal disappointment, which we lived up to on the weekend by blowing our fans to the top four. So, you know, it's not always happy and joyful, I'll tell you that, but yeah. it's a great. All right. Now, give me another number, Brian. I'll have Gary Moorcroft, 29. 29 is, oh, your mate, James Rain. James is at number 29. Motor's too fast. Daddy don't like it. Mommy don't like it. Your motor's running way too fast. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Nicely done. All right, so, give, come it's on. So ridiculous. <laughs> All right, stop it. <laughs> you know, ne- next week if you do it from underneath the, th- I'm going to have someone on standby with a pillow. Um, <laughs> what number? Five- it. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, what number five? I'm sorry, what I'm fucking <laughs> pillows. It's actually interesting if I should say that because as a follow-on from last week's discussion about racehorse King Dick. Yes. Ah, probably the worst named horse in Australian history was a harness horse in South Australia that had over 150 stars. Pillow Biter. Pillow oh, no. Biter. <laughs> Look it up. It had over 150 stars. Did so surely someone in the harness racing did, clicked something clicked in the head and they went, oh, that might be a bit sus. Maybe we should find out what that means. Well. Check it out. It had a lot of okay. oh, well, oh, right. oh, well, that's sure. That's, and could you imagine being the caller every time that horse went out? You'd just be you'd be snickering in the background, wouldn't you? The King Dick coming up on pillow Biter. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the worst known team is uh, the rugby union team. Which Fancy one? Fancy calling your team the Cheaters. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's point. That's a terrible name for a football team. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. Who's turn for and a number? Imagine barracking for the team. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you do. Oh, it's all right, Brian, you do. <laughs> they have a good theme. So remember that Remember that uh, Bob Cuban song called The Cheater? Haven't you heard about the guy known as a cheater? Remember that? <laughs> no, that's terrible, right, though. That's a good song. Um, <laughs> give me a number, Brian. I'm going to do the top ten in a minute. So give me something outside the top ten. Um, I'll have uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Can you sing this one? Uh, oh, I don't actually remember this. Cindy Lauper's "Hole in My Heart" all the way to China. It says. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, yeah, it's a great song, kid. Is it? She goes. I got a hold in my heart and it's all the way to China. Yehova, all in my heart in China. You got one place, ten cents, Kip. I love you long time. That one. So thank you, Yoko. Um, Don, you, <laughs> I, I knew we had you in a bed for this uh, episode for a reason. Oh, goodness. I'm just too cold to get up. 
Thank you. All right, let me give you the top ten from uh, from that second uh, of October, nineteen eighty-eight. Number ten was "Make Me Lose Control" by Eric Carmen. This grunt, or you know, make a noise of approval or affirmation, or you know, piss off, Eric Carmen, piss, <laughs> okay. piss off. I, I, I hated him ever since he headbutted that turnaround fire. Yes, that was Phil Carmen. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, that's all right. Eric, Eric uh, only headbutted a mirror, I think, was the only thing Eric was likely to have headbutted. <laughs> and with that head. Have you heard, mm-hmm. you heard the percussion in the back of that song? That's his brother Phil, headbutting umpire. Right. There you go. <laughs> Number nine, Age of Reason by John Farnham. What about the world around it? All right. That hot to dr- keep you, cool your jets for a minute. That's a shit song. Your- that is a shit song. Hot. Absolute piece of shit. Okay, well, yeah. you're, you're going to love number eight and you're going to sing it and you're going to wish uh, cheer and best wishes to the members of this group, Mr. Mannix. Right. You ready? Yeah. Number eight, Huey Lewis and the New – no, sorry, I'm only joking. Oh. No, number – stop it. Number eight is Wanna Be Up by the Shantuzies. Ah, oh, fantastic. I used to be in the Shantuzies. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Well, two of them anyway. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Oh, they yeah, that's, hey, hey, that, Brian, that's how they come up with the lyrics of want to be up. Well, I keep telling them they should use that song as a Viagra jingle. Want to be up, don't want to be down. Yeah. It'd be great for Viagra. It yeah. would be. Perfect. Yeah. No, I love the Sham Tuesdays. Yes, we know you do. Um, They're very good friends of mine and I yes. love them. And we've had uh, we've had uh, the lovely uh, Miss Von Brun a couple of times on uh, on Life of Brian. She's an absolute what, delight. Vibra, Eve, and yeah, and Toddy and Ali, and yeah, they're all good girls. They are. I'm s- in love with them. Number seven is Push It by Salt and Pepper. Don't even remember that. Push it, push it, feel good. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I do remember it now. I'm glad I've forgotten it. Until now. But no. it was the B side the B side was much better. What was it called? Pull it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> number, number six. That's <laughs> And you'll like this one too, Brian. Number six, that's when I think of you by nineteen twenty seven. Your mate Eric. Oh. Awesome. Eric's a good guy, but that song is just so bland. Every song I did was a medium paced soppy love song with a guitar player, yeah. I had a picture. Oh, no, they can. Sorry. And why would you call your band 1927? Everything they did, every choice they made was wrong. Right. They had. uh, Death and Penrith coming up in six years. (laughs) 1933. Um, 1927. Yes, exactly right. Now, number five Don't Be Cruel by Cheap Trick. Their, Fine. their version of the old Elvis song. Now, old mate, Robin. Robin Zander. We, number four. We speak in regularly. We do. Number four, once, 
Um, number, four, number four, Pat Benatar, all fired up. Oh, no, I hate that song. Was that used by the NRL? Uh, Maybe. I think they might have finally. That rings a bell. They used Tina Turner a few times. They used, obviously, the Hoodoo Gurus. They like. <laughs> um, <laughs> number three, Perfect by Fairground Attraction. Quite like that song. Perfect. Yeah, it's it. It's got to be perfect. Yeah. Is that it? Yep, that's it. Oh, yeah. Number two, number two, number two, oh, it's settled down. Number two, uh, (laughs) one of those novelty songs. Number two. (laughs) Yeah, well, this was a band called the Time Lords, (laughs) and the song was called Doctoring the Tardis, which obviously is a Doctor Who thing. That means nothing to me. I remember the song. It was one of those novelty songs. Number one. Are you ready? All right. Second week in a row at number one. Robert. Palmer, simply irresistible. Oh, good video clip. Oh, okay. Is that oh, the, I liked all the girls. Was that the, the one? With the, that the one with the pencil? Was that the <laughs> one? Was that the one the bloke that, that, that was that, the one the, yeah, the the car bloke stole and used? Yeah, he got out of his big pencil. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah, was the way the, – the film clip for that, if you remember, Brian, when we spoke to Rocky Burnett on Life of Brian, he uh, he suggested that his video was the forerunner of that uh, Robert Palmer video. Yeah, and, and unlike the Robert Palmer video, at least he injured his girls with the fire hose, <laughs> whereas Robert Palmer's girls got a scratch on them. Yeah, there you go. Well, that was – you know the, the four girls in that were all sisters? What, in Simply Irresistible? Yeah, in the film group, the four girls were all sisters. Is that right? Oh, there's more. Like four, isn't it? No, no, four girls that were sisters because they were. That was just the Palmer and his four daughters. Of course it was. That's the second of October, nineteen eighty-eight. <laughs> so there you go. That's the chart attack. Hey boys, we're done. We're finished. We're gone. We're out of here. We're bye byes. We're singing. I'm forever blowing bubbles as we walk out the door. Well, we didn't mention Bert Newton's leg, Ken. We're singing. Rocky I'm forever. Leg. We're, we're singing. I'm forever. And uh, you know, our thoughts are with Bert. Let's hope that uh, that he's okay. That he's made a very big decision and. Uh, Hopefully, you know. Well, well, you know, he's a television icon. And, um, no, what's he lost his leg for? Is it diabetes or poor circulation or something? Not sure, to be honest. I'm not sure. (laughs) I just saw that he had a problem with his toe or something and they said, uh, we best amputate it or you won't live. I was at my mother's yesterday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's 90 years old. And I'm going to say, she she has an optimistic way of looking at life. Good. Good. Because... And this is exactly what happened. It came on TV, and I said, and we, I said, oh, that's terrible. He's lost his leg. And my mother said, he's got another. Exactly. Got another. Exactly. Yeah, life's glass half full or half empty, I guess. Exactly. Exactly right. On that cheery note, uh, good night from him and good night from him. <laughs> See you, boys. You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook.